If humans were like, I want to look like elves, if you, you know, well, and we example, only mated with people that look like elves. Let's, let's go Charles Darwin on this. Okay. Uh, if you found, uh, if you have like an island somewhere, okay, and you made an isolated population, okay, of uh, taller people, yeah, with pointy ears. Uh, um, that well, let's just start with okay. People. Let's just start with tall. And then, like, um, one day, uh, a baby pops up with pointy ears. Okay. Um, slowly as that baby procreates, yeah. Um, generation after generation, more and more people, right, in that population are going to have pointy ears, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and within uh, quite a few generations, like it might take a thousand years or so, mm-hmm. you're gonna have some elves. Cool. Uh, <laughs> how to harvest elves. Uh, how to harvest elves, <laughs> if you're ever interested. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> This is the only way I can get the clear, clear sound that I want for this intro. Oh, thank you for having my back. That feels really nice. Wow, I didn't know how much I needed that. Um, <laughs> hi, welcome back to You Know What I've Been Wondering. I'm Sarah. I'm Jane. And you're... <laughs> wait, what? I thought, I thought you were talking to the listeners. I did Oh, wait. Like, what are they? <laughs> they're listeners. Yeah, they're <laughs> listeners. Um, you're um, a listener. I'm. I am a listener. Um, I'm. I'm a pretty avid listener. But, okay, are you gonna say your name? Um, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Stop being rude to the guest. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I just was. I wasn't like, expecting that. I really just threw you into that. I'm sorry. Thanks. I didn't throw you under the bus like that. Yeah, we have Andy here, whom I work with, and he's gonna do my section for me. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, he's going to do all the work for me this week, which is a gift. So thank you for being here. Yeah. I would just like to say the first time we had a guest, I still had to do all the research and she just was there to react and judge me. Oh, <laughs> I Love happily, you, Philippa. <laughs> I would happily also react and judge you. Well, yeah, he's going to do that too. So you're two for two on that. Great. No, your next guest, you can sit back and great do all the judging. Jane, how was your day? Or your week? Um, <laughs> my you, week. Now you've thrown me off. Uh, <laughs> you said that I specifically. I will come up with a story because I never know what to say at this part. And now here um, you are. The only comical thing I could think happened to me today was I had this one student who all of my little girls are obsessed with this one show that I happen to have also seen every episode of called Miraculous Ladybug. And today one of them was like, "Will you tell me about every episode?" And every time I've was like, what do you mean? She was like, no, just like explain the plot of an episode. And I would, and I'd finish it. And she'd be like, okay, another one. But she'd seen <laughs> all of them. But every time I tried to stop, she was like, no, keep going. <laughs> so I had to like a weird form of storytelling. So I had to describe the plot of every episode of this one children's every show. Every isn't there like a hundred? No. Well, it was only of season three that okay, I, I got away with. Maybe she just wanted your fresh take. <laughs> Andy, how was your day? <laughs> My day was fine. Uh, what did I do today? I taught today. Um, and I made the mistake of letting my students know that the following Friday, I'm going to get a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for no. the next half hour, they were all sobbing. <gasps> Uncontrollably. It must be nice to be loved, though. <laughs> I mean, it felt nice to be loved. Good. It didn't feel nice bringing them back into the cafeteria all, like, Crying, tears yeah. down their faces. <laughs> I had to explain to everybody what happened. 
Right. Um, it's like, what'd you do to them? <laughs> yeah, this isn't the first time my entire class has come back with oh. tears in their <laughs> What eyes. happened the first time? I mean, just, just stuff. Kids feel a lot. They do. They, do. they feel a lot of they things. They feel so many things. And um, I relate. Yeah. Me too. I it's feel a, a lot. Yeah, it's a mood. I have feelings. Yeah. Um, I also have two added assignments this week that Sarah <laughs> gave me. Well, one I sort of gave to myself. Um, <laughs> but Sorry. that I felt like I had to do after last week. Well, one, I have to give Sarah a bunch of pickup lines. And two, I have to explain give where hamsters come from. <laughs> Are these pickup lines for Sarah to use? Ooh. Oh, we didn't think about that. No. Have, what was the reason? I have enough... Um, uh, why did we talk about pickups? I already <laughs> forgot. I didn't listen to why the episode. Why did you want these pickups? Was it lines? because it was really... De- no, I, I mean, you can give them to me. I don't ever use them. I don't have the confidence to use a pickup line. What was it? Are you sure it was last week that I said that? Yes, it was absolutely last and week. And not the depressing episode that was two weeks ago? It was definitely last week. I still haven't listened to that episode. Because the depressing I knew, one? I knew it would just make me mad. <laughs> There, More mad than I there is some might anger. Be. There's a lot of politics in it, yeah. and there's a lot of sorry out there. <laughs> um, I'm not sorry. No, I'm not even sorry for discussing politics because it is important to discuss. But it was a little bit of a downer, and to our to everyone that listened to it, that's mostly our friends. Speaking of politics, Theresa May resigned today. Can you believe that? I was. I mean, it makes sense to me, but still, I, I didn't think she'd actually do it. Do you think it's going to be like how it was in The Crown, like you were saying, how we're just going <laughs> to keep losing British prime ministers? Uh-huh. See, there's drama in other countries, too, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Pick on someone else for one. The grass isn't always greener on I the know, other side. I know. Um, my week was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe the two of us, we both. I, no, I wanted to ask, but I, I, thought it, I thought it was your job. No, it is my job. <laughs> so I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> I enjoy it more that you don't ask, and then I have to. I genuinely like, wanted to know, and I was going to ask, but I said no. I'm, I'm going to let Jane ask. Why not? Um, yeah, I no, swear I'm a good friend. <laughs> you, you are a good friend. We get in front of a microphone, and suddenly you have no interest in me. <laughs> but normally... I have a know. lot to do tonight, Right. Yeah, I know. You have, you, I have very little to do tonight. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty low stakes right now. So for that reason, my week was good. My my car window got bashed in this week. That was oh, not right. so good. But she's fixed now. She's okay, which is what matters. So, um, yeah, if you're out there and you bashed in my car window, I don't appreciate it. Um, please don't do it again. Please return the Twix bar. <laughs> the only thing they took was a Twix bar. <laughs> In my whole car, which was full of stuff. There was a lot of stuff in the car. They took that Twix bar, and of course, it was the thing I wanted the most. This sounds like a premise for an ad. It does. It really does. And the other funny thing that they did was they left, I had a half full coffee cup in my cup holder, and they put it in the middle of the seat with stuff around it so it wouldn't tip over. Like, oh, thank you for pulling literally everything out of every compartment ever, but making sure that my coffee didn't tip over. That's really, that's really nice. Anyway. Well, you know what they say. Um, I thought happiness started with H, but for me, it starts with you, so. <laughs> I think this is what you should do. I think you should just sprinkle them in. That's what I was also thinking. Oh, great, great, great. All right, yeah. so we're going to get pickup lines throughout. Yeah. Okay, are you ready? I am. Hello, I'm a thief. I'm here to steal your heart. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> An iconic One Direction song. So good. Thank you for throwing that one in there. You're welcome. You're welcome. Are you're you welcome. backspacing them as you use them? <laughs> yeah. Get out so of here. Is this so that you don't reuse them? Yes. 
I'm going to real quick say where hamsters come from just to get it out of the way. Uh, tell me about hamsters. Last week we this had... This going to relate more to Andy than anything else. Oh, well, well, last week we oh. had a caller. Our roommate. Kelsey. <laughs> we did have a caller. And she asked where hamsters came from. And it's real brief. Um, they're native to Syria, or at least they were. Syria? Yes. They're just like, they were. Okay, wait. Wild <laughs> there. Why? I, I don't know why animals are native to where they were just there naturally. Well, hamsters were native to Syria, and they used to run amok. But <laughs> farmers grew tired of the critters digging up their root vegetables. So they trained... <laughs> They were just hamsters everywhere. Yes! In wow. Syria. What a time to be alive. Potatoes. And they thought they went extinct because they trained dogs to hunt them. I'm still caught up <laughs> on Syria. What? Why not Syria? I don't know. I just never thought. I don't know. I, I don't was know. picturing like a... I was picturing like Australia, maybe. This goes to show how little Similar I know weather, about... Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Ecosystems. But I was just picturing a very small hamster island. Like the bunny island? <laughs> Where they all got in, yeah, and then they all got into hamster-like balls and floated across okay, the Okay, I wasn't picturing that, but... Pre-made hamster balls. Yeah. <laughs> so how they, did... <laughs> they naturally occur. Naturally okay, occurring okay. Right. hamster okay. balls. Okay. How did they get over here? Okay. <laughs> Who brought them? They got over... Well, they thought they went extinct, but then okay. one archaeologist named Aaron Abrahams happened upon a nest containing 12 small baby golden hamsters. He saved them all? There were 12? There were 12! So he brought them to a laboratory in Jerusalem and this is like, this the is baby like Jesus. Yeah, I was about to say this is very biblical. hamsters. <laughs> and oh then they just kind of became lab rats there and then eventually were um, domesticated and became pets. There we go. And, he, and that was in the uh, 1930s. So he, he literally saved all of the hamsters? Yeah, those 12 baby golden hamsters. We can love you imagine, the disciples. Can you imagine <laughs> that? <laughs> that we're brought to Jerusalem. Can you imagine being like, these are the only 12 hamsters left in the entire world and I'm in charge of them? You'd have to be the most responsible That's a person lot of the, weight to carry. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Is that everything about hamsters? That's everything about hamsters. I wanted to keep it brief. We're done about hamsters. <laughs> done with hamsters now, but wow. We are done. Wow. One man can save all of the hamsters. Aaron Abrahams, anything, the hero of the hamsters. Anything is possible. Now, onto what you actually asked me. I mean, I, we did ask you about that. Yes, well, the, that, that but was... This like, is, this is, that, that's something I've been wondering. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start with a quote from Anita Sarkeesian, who is a feminist media scholar. Okay. Um, she says, In the world according to Hollywood, men are often written as great protectors, the heroes, the creators, and the inventors. But sometimes all that pressure running the entire world really gets them down. Enter the manic pixie dream girl. The shi- I'm, I'm already an angry feminist. <laughs> <laughs> the shining beacon of childlike joy that will rejuvenate our fallen hero. Oh my god. The term manic pixie dream girl was actually coined by a man. Of course it yeah. was. Um, this is not a shock. Yeah. It's a term used to describe stock characters in films. It was coined on accident by film critic Nathan Rabin. And he used it to describe Kristen Dunst's character... In the 2005 film Elizabethtown. 
Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's the one with Orlando Bloom in it. And yes. they used to put the ads for that movie in front of um, Pirates of the Caribbean, which I watched a lot. And I had no interest in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the words he used to explain the term were that bubbly, shallow, cinematic creature that exists solely in the fevered imaginations of the sensitive writer-directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. So basically, if a straight man dreamt up the perfect girlfriend but forgot to give her any agency or depth of her own, <laughs> oh, that's no. what a manic pixie dream girl is. Wow, I hate that. They're typically described as quirky or interesting or cutesy. Interesting. One time someone said interesting is like not a word. Like (laughs) it's just a word that you use when you don't know what else to say. I had a professor in college who if you said you found something interesting, she'd be like. Use a better word. Use a better word. Elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Because interesting doesn't actually indicate anything. No. And I got a lot of information from our friend Taylor. Oh. Who. Loves to talk about this. And she said, they typically have bangs. (laughs) (laughs) But I found this to be a false trend because I found a lot of examples of Manic Pixie Dream Girls that did not have bangs. I Well, when I think of Manic Pixie Dream Girl, I think of like Zoe Deschanel and like um, uh, the character in Scott Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ramona Flowers. Ramona Flowers, yeah. yeah. The first example, my very next note was, the first example everyone thinks of is Zoe Deschanel. (laughs) She's such a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. (laughs) Well, it's kind of misleading. One, because some of her characters are Manic Pixie Dream Girls, and some are not. Okay. Also, she's a human being. She's a human being. She's not a... But, like, the characters she plays. The characters she plays. Um, Well, there's a big debate over her character in 500 Days of Summer and whether or not... She is a manic pixie dream girl. I'm gonna try and explain it without spoiling it because it it's been out for. You like need the years. ending for this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think we're safe from spoilers, um, Jane. Well, when people started using the term, I think a majority of people just assumed that it was how you described women who had Zoe Deschanel's aesthetic. Oh. Uh, or, you know, her character on New Girl. Mm-hmm. They were like, I f- you're, I'm such a Jess, so I'm a manic pixie dream girl. Like, people started using and it And is first Jess a like, manic pixie dream girl character? I feel like at the beginning she was. She kind of started off that way, yeah, but she has her own storyline and wants and... I never liked that show. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a personal thing. <laughs> well, her character was better written than, say, her character in Yes Man. Yeah. So essentially, um, we'll get back to Zoe Deschanel. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> essentially, it's a female character in a movie, or I guess a TV show, um, who spends the entire film helping the male protagonist, who's usually straight and always, uh, who's usually white and definitely straight, mm. um, to achieve their own happiness without pursuing her own. Okay, all right. That enlightens Uh, me a little bit about Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. They never grow or develop as characters, and it's always a supporting character used to further the storyline of the male hero. I thought when you meant they never grow, like they never grow taller. Because they're always, like, kind of (laughs) petite. She has no life of her own, no friends, no family that we know of, interests. And if she has a job, we never see her actually doing it or paying any attention to it. Okay. Male writers who write the Manic Pixie Dream Girl um, tend to be operating under the impression that they've written a feminist character, but in reality, they've written a woman who has little or no agency over her own life. Ooh. A couple examples are Margot Roth Spiegelman from Paper Towns. Okay, hold on. (laughs) I'm going to start with a rant. Um, I'm very back and forth about John Green. 
Um, I loved his most recent book, Turtles All the Way Down. I thought it was amazing, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I know that, like, his plots are, like, really ridiculous and would never actually happen, but he has said, he's like, I don't write them to be realistic. I write them to be exciting. And it made me so mad that the movie, I feel like the movie of Paper Towns painted Margot to be so much more of a manic picture dream mm. world than in the book. Like, in the book, she was so like, I'm going to do whatever I want, and you can come to or you can't, and whatever you pick, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But then the movie really made it feel like... I'm doing all of this to like a better you, which is anyway. Small rant, John Green on and off. I would agree with that. Uh, more examples are Kira Knightley's character in Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. I have not seen that movie, mm. so I feel like I can't. That's confirm the one or that deny. she did with um, Steve. Michael Scott. What's his name? Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Yeah, I was like, I love him. I what forgot is his name? about that movie. Yeah, that was on Netflix. I never watched it. It probably still is. Ramona Flowers in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Good movie, but I see the point. I see your point. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel in Yes Man, Kirsten Dunst in Elizabethtown was like the OG. Um, well, she wasn't the first one, but the first one to be pointed out. Um, Oof. Natalie Portman in Garden State. And can I just say, in all of these movies, the male protagonist characters always look exactly the same. It's always like a skinnyish white guy with darker hair that's like. God forbid there are blondes. That's like a little bit. <laughs> scruffy and he's yeah. always like dressed in casual business wear yeah that's like loose fitting yeah. and they're like a depressed that's like true. sad white guy that's <laughs> um the sad white boy look i, I want to touch on the zoe deschanel debate about 500 days of summer okay now i won't get into the exact ending but basically joseph gordon lovett's character meets zoe deschanel's character and falls in love with her uh-huh <laughs> and the whole movie is like incident. is yeah. like him trying to win her over. Yes. And everyone says she's a manic pixie dream girl, I think solely because she is Zoe Deschanel. And he doesn't really ever listen to the things that she claims to want. Uh, I want to just say what happens, I, which I feel like I'm hinting at pretty heavily. You could just but, say what happens, Jane. This movie came out many times Okay, okay, ago. so she spends the entire... If you don't want to know, skip ahead a little bit. She spends bit. the entire movie telling Joseph Gordon-Levitt that she doesn't want a relationship, she's not looking to date him, uh, and he never listens once. And then right. at the end, she, like, walks away and breaks up with him. And <laughs> so the fact that she literally does what she wants and has agency may- means she's not a manic pixie dream girl. But because but she spends like, the entire movie, like... What's the drawing line between, like, a Man and Pixie Dream Girl and a movie in which two people just fall in love? I think if you develop the female character more and give her more, like, of her own ambitions... Great. So put a woman in the writer's room. Yeah. It's literally... Anytime there's a Man and Pixie Dream Girl, it's like, uh, a man wrote this. Right. That A man that's not, I don't know, paying attention to... I'm trying to be sensitive <laughs> to having a man in the room. <laughs> I know, we're really no, just dragging I'm, men I'm, right I'm, now. Men I, suck! <laughs> I went to the new school. I'm used to these conversations. Oh, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> You know, you know. Yeah. The other debated character is Kate Winslet's character in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I also have not seen that movie. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't watch happy movies, Shane. <laughs> it's not a happy it's not movie. Meant yeah, to it's not a happy movie. movie. Um, I still haven't seen it. Uh, well, the main debate with her character is that she, like, both of them keep getting their memories erased, so they keep kind of, like, starting back at square one. So they're like, we never see her grow or change or develop, and all she does is right. be with this one guy. But, like, that's the point. Okay. Like, <laughs> the plot is the reason why her character doesn't progress. Okay. So that one's, I feel like I go back and forth on that one. Okay. I recently noticed a trend on Twitter, which is why I put it on the list, because a lot of women on Twitter were... 
kind of rejecting having people in real life being called Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Mostly saying things okay. like, just because I have bangs doesn't mean I'm a Manic Pixie <laughs> Dream Girl. Sophie Turner just got bangs. Ah, we love her. Love her. <laughs> Does that mean she's subscribing um, to this life? I hope not. And I'm pretty sure Taylor tweeted something along the lines of, I'm allowed to wear polka dotted dresses and still be a person with agency. <laughs> I was like, that's fair. Oh my God, that's so true. I feel like even like in musicals, if a Manic Pixie Dream Girl existed, like they're always wearing polka dots. They don't all look like Zoe Deschanel. Like not like, <laughs> there's different types of hair colors and <laughs> they were interesting. No, um, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Tessa Thompson. Um, Freaking love yeah. her. She recently, someone suggested that she might be the first Manic Pixie Dream Girl of color in Sorry to Bother You. Uh-huh. Oh, that's interesting. But doesn't she dump him at the end of that or something? She dumps him in the middle of it, and then they get back together at um, the end. And there's also a similar trope, which I want to just end, that this also exists. That has been compared to Manic Pixie Dream Girls, and it's called the quote the Magical Negro. Oh, and it's oh, yeah, I have heard. And of it's this. a black character who seems to exist only to provide spiritual or mystical help to the white savior protagonist. I talked about this in one of my grad school classes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in both cases, the stock character has no um, discernible inner life and usually only exists to provide the protagonist some important life lesson. I did not see Green Book, but I'm assuming that's what. <laughs> Yeah, it was based I on what people said. People criticized Josephine Baker for being sort of that at the time because she was trying so hard Josephine to Josephine Baker? Okay, get out. <laughs> no, she's that. She's a very famous um, black dancer from the 1920s in Paris. She oh. was American. Um, she did like a lot of exotic dancing. It was very like revealing with her clothing. But part of the reason she got away with that was that like white people, rich white people, specifically white men, mm-hmm. were really interested in seeing this like quote unquote exotic looking woman. Yeah, in very revealing clothing and dancing provocatively, and this whole and so people criticize her yeah. as like a magical Negro. So that's interesting. Yeah. So the moral of the lesson, I guess, is. Just more diversity in the writer's room. Yeah. <laughs> Stop the Manic Pixie Dream Girls. All right. Is that everything? That's everything I have for you. All right. Can we... Start? Oh, um, but are you a beaver? Because dead. No, no. I didn't like that one. Oh, I've heard that one. Did, Not personally. In real life. <laughs> I just, like, Did I have never had me. a person use a pickup line. I've never seen someone use a pickup line in real life. I've It's never been used towards me. Like, is this a thing? Andy, speak for all the men. Men do. This is what you're here for. No, not that the women. Well, not that I've not that I've witnessed or even considered doing outside of the seventh grade. (laughs) There's like (laughs) pickup lines end at seventh grade. Outside of the seventh grade or sitcoms. Yeah, I, I feel like they're always in sitcoms. They're always in like. They're written by those men that are in the writer's room. Yeah. The same ones writing Manic Pixie Dream Girls. I just like, oh, like Tinder people use, like in messages, people use pickup lines. They're not being serious. No, they're not being sincere at all. I I would love for someone to sincerely try to use a pickup line. I just would like to know how it goes. You know? Like, and also, I feel like we talk a lot about giving the pickup lines, but we have not discussed how you're supposed to respond. Pick up line. You're just like, oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think that's the other part is that they're clearly written by men to make women shut up because you don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> How do you respond 
to that. Yeah, it doesn't seem like something that would spark a conversation. No. All right, it's time for me to bridge two seemingly unrelated topics. So here we go with something else that's completely I'm not related. To see what this is. So um, once a week, we take a question from the too afraid to ask section or no stupid questions. Um, and sometimes it's things that we can debate. Sometimes it's weird stuff that like I don't think we could cover a whole episode on, but it's still worth talking about some fun factoids. So this week, we are going to discuss... I pulled my, out my iPad. I have no notes. Um, <laughs> We're going to discuss why we don't bury people vertically. <gasps> Okay. It takes up less space. It does. So you would, so you would you one would think that we'd be like, let's try to save space. Let's bury the people vertically. Here are some logistical reasons why we can't do that. Um, one, the ground gets much harder to dig. Mm-hmm. And so you'd have to dig it about okay. 10 feet. You'd have to dig it a lot deeper to put it vertically mm-hmm. than you would to put it horizontally. That's well, why couldn't reason. we just put people in like child's pose? <laughs> I don't think... So the big reason, it's a dignity thing. The big, <laughs> literally, that's the answer. So the big, this person was like, "Why don't we do that? It saves so much space." And I feel like we're running out of space. We're not running out of space. Um, contrary to popular belief, we are not running out of cemetery space. The biggest reason why they won't do it is because, like, people are like, it's going to be upsetting to the families because when mm-hmm. you die, your bones become really brittle, so you would just slide to the bottom. <laughs> Oh, like you, just you be a little... stand up. No, <laughs> you they, can't stay standing. They can't stand. hold you up, so you just be. Uh, Why couldn't they just like? What if they just like strapped your arms to like? It doesn't matter. You just like wash away. It's like you like you just become so brittle and decompose that like there's no way to stand you up and you would stay up. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's the that's the number one reason. And people were responding to this thread being like, it's called laid to rest. <laughs> to rest. Like, people were furious about it. So that's really why. But there are some people doing it. There is an upright cemetery in America. I forget where. And what they do is how, how they bury people is that they freeze them. And they, like freeze them real good through the ceremony and then when they're in the ground the family like forgets and like doesn't care anymore what happens to the body but it's all about like because there are so many ceremonies surrounding burial rites that they don't want to like mess with that and like you want to see your loved one like in like a (laughs) in a safe (laughs) laying down position (laughs) so you don't want to think about them being like standing up so that's how they do it they say that they freeze them if you were at the cemetery and you turn the coffin up on its end you would hear the body go (laughs) to the bottom which is gross although someone was like like i bet this would prevent more grave i bet this would prevent grave robberies which is true difficult it would definitely be more difficult (laughs) but then you'd also have like a human rain stick when you turn the coffin over oh no (laughs) that's gross some good imagery that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> but it does have, have to mostly do with ancient traditions. Like, people have been burying their loved ones this way for many, many years, and they don't want to change is, like, the real reason. Tens of thousands of years. Tens of thousands of years. See, this is the bridge. <laughs> How long did the ancient Egyptians think they could get away with pyramids? <laughs> they don't have room for every pharaoh to have a pyramid. I don't know. We don't even know how the pyramids were built. Also, when you get cremated... Only like... <laughs> I thought you meant like the literal sound. I was like, hey, you've heard that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but did you know that when you get cremated, only like 10% of the ashes they give you is really like your loved one? Something yeah. like that. I've yeah. heard something to that. Which effect. is a downer. That's a bummer. There's a fun fact about my family. Uh, my, <laughs> oh. my grandma mm-hmm. on my father's side loved gin. 
Oh, um, <laughs> I love that. Her final wish was to be cremated and put in <gasps> a gin bottle. Um, oh, she really loved gin. She really loves gin. <laughs> um, not only oh that, but you know those... <laughs> You know those tiny little bottles that they have at like convenience stores? Of, yeah. Like, like one shots of whatever yeah. alcohol. Do you have some of her in there? Uh, each <laughs> each of my grandma's children, so my dad and my aunt, got a little one for the household. What? <laughs> um, and it's sitting on our fireplace mantle, just like a, uh, that's a little tangeray bottle. That's something you would do someday. With tequila? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's crazy, yeah. though. Like, I just can't imagine having some kind of over and be like, oh, that's nice. What is that? I'd be like, that's grandma. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like it's like a glass or uh, Well, it's plastic. tiny. It's, it, this one's plastic. It's like little green see-through plastic. Oh. Um, the, the big one, uh, the handle, I guess. <laughs> 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 That that one's that one's glass. The handle of grandma, uh, and it is currently <laughs> it's currently buried in the garden of a church in San Diego. Oh wow! Oh. Yeah, oh, that's nice. At least, at least she's in a garden. Anyway, <laughs> that's everything yeah. about burial rites, or about like... why we don't bury people standing up. Do you guys want to be trees? Yeah, I like that idea. I, I would totally be a tree. I would be a tree. See that that's more comforting to me than being ashes inside. Mm. I'd rather be a tree outside. Oh, Sarah, um... No. <laughs> Please don't. No, there's something wrong with my phone. Um, it doesn't have your number in it. <laughs> you literally... Did you just delete my number for that oh. bit? You should have. All right, are we ready to talk about early early humanoids? Yeah. Jane's like... This ready. episode is so all over the place. I know. Place. This is like really... Ju- sometimes I don't have a justification for how it's all over the place. It just is. We, uh. Sometimes we have different interests. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. So, Andy. Yeah. Um, how do you know all this information? Um, well, before I uh, decided that I love doing theater things, um, I... I was um, I was an anthropology major. Whoa. Um, and I went as far as to get an associate's degree, and then I transferred to New York to do theater things. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mostly focused on early bipeds. Um, Is that like the official term? Bipeds are just anything that walks on two feet, two legs. Okay. You know, humans, uh, our ancestry, our cousins, our okay. family tree. So is that how you would say that, like, we're, they're, like, our cousins, like, not our early ancestors, like, any other bipeds? Um, it really just depends on who you're talking about. So, okay. like, um, like chimpanzees and bonobos are our closest relation, and they're our bonobos. cousins. They're our, they're our cousins. Yeah. Okay. They're, um, there's only a handful of apes living today, including humans. There's chimpanzees, bonobos, uh, orangutans, gorillas, gibbons, and siamangs. That's it? That's all that's left of the apes. And there used to be so many more. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, so where do you want me to start? The beginning or what? Um, Let's start in at the, the begin. very beginning. Um, very good place to start. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for picking that up right away. Let's start with, okay, can you just like explain the difference between Neanderthals and Thank you. humans? <laughs> I noticed that you... You, I'm already confused uh, by the talls. You, yeah, you made sure to say Neanderthals. <laughs> yeah, that's because that, that's how you say um, it, and I'm just emulating you. That's how you're meant to say it. In fact, they changed the spelling. Oh, really? A few years ago, they took out the H. Oh. Um, because 
people would pronounce it Neanderthals. Yeah. But the the way anthropologists would explain it, Neanderthals. Wow. Lang- like is it a, is that an English word? It's German. It's German. Um, okay. it, it's because um, they were found in the Neanderthal Valley. Contrary to popular popular belief, they're not our ancestors. Okay, they're more are they like our cousins or not, not that um, closer. They're more like our brothers and sisters. Okay, oh. um, because we we do have a very recent common ancestor, and it's probably a species by the name of Homo heidelbergensis. Never even heard of uh, this. It developed in in Africa, and it um, gave way to gave way big quotes because we don't we don't know for sure. Uh, <laughs> wild speculation. Wild on everyone's speculation. Park. That's what all of my segment is going to be. Um, it gave way to maybe three different species. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out of Africa, um, where humans developed about. Or 400,000 years ago. Okay. But the ones that moved out of Africa before humans were done cooking, modern humans, homo sapiens. <laughs> done cooking? <laughs> yeah, before we were done cooking. Uh, the ones that moved out, uh, some of them moved into the Middle East and Europe, and those eventually developed into Neanderthals, and some of them moved into Asia, um, which uh, developed into a <laughs> literally smaller version of humans called the Denisovans, and people uh, like to call them hobbits. <gasps> the uh, hobbits. <laughs> they're the hobbits. They're they're just a, a smaller a smaller human species that lived in Asia. And they so like they had a very brief life. Why did why did they go extinct so fast? Uh, Climate uh, change? Uh, not them. Oh. Um, reached the for for them <laughs> for them it, it was probably survival. They okay. probably got. Um, hunted out by predators. Okay. Okay. Because they were smaller. Okay. So then there were Neanderthals mm-hmm. in Europe, humans in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neanderthals lived in Europe uh, as far back as four hundred thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. But the ones that we think of uh, lived anywhere between like one hundred thirty thousand years ago to like forty thousand years ago, right around wow. when the world started heating up. History's wild. Yeah. <laughs> And how, okay, so, okay, yeah. so did humans and Neanderthals exist at the same time? They did. Okay. Um, and there are some... So the ones in Africa were Homo sapiens. There were Homo sapiens. Okay. Um, and then we eventually moved out of Africa 200,000 years ago. Okay. Um, but there were some big differences in our physical appearance. Okay. Um, not so much in our uh, behavior. Oh. Which was which I found to be very interesting. So when we talk about like cavemen, is that talking about Neanderthals or early early humans? In the classical sense, usually when people think cavemen, they're thinking of Neanderthals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but like, this was such a thing that like mm-hmm. my uh, professor used to harp on. Like you know those old uh, Geico commercials? Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> so easy a caveman. So easy be- a caveman can do it. Yeah. Those are meant to be Neanderthals, and she would get so mad. Yeah. Just because she said humans can't be Neanderthals, uh, not because it was yeah. like problematic. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like biologically, what are the differences? Um, this was my like question. The, her big thing was that Neanderthals did not have foreheads. From oh. their their brow line, it would kind of just slope back. And that's because they had oh. a smaller frontal lobe. Oh. Um, and that leads us to believe that they weren't big into art. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they had no right brain. <laughs> they, they, they were big into art. <laughs> Well, Next time anyone's like being like, that's dumb. Like when we're talking about art, I'm like, well, you Neanderthal. <laughs> you Neanderthal. You oh don't know God. art because of oh your frontal you know, lobe. Oh, my God. Sound <laughs> my new is important, but so are the <laughs> Well, they, they did make like jewelry, but that's as far as they went. They didn't like make paintings or anything representative. Okay, so early humans, what yeah. were they like? Early humans were um, a lot like us. They... Might have been. They were. They're just like you. They're just like us. <laughs> uh, well, actually, fun fact: early hum- humans were known as Homo sapiens. Mm-hmm. We are known as Homo sapiens sapiens because what? we like to say that we're special. <laughs> uh, that's that's the only reason why. Um, yeah. Like biologically, are we any different? Um, not really. People in the anthropological community like to say that about ten thousand years ago, there was a difference in in human species like that so they made that little distinction like yeah. there were homo sapiens but now there are homo sapiens sapiens and that's because about 10,000 years ago we started doing agriculture and that was like the oh, rise of civilization yeah um that was when we started farming that was yeah. when we started um settling down right um also our uh we started dying like 10 20 years earlier than we did before. And that's because we relied heavily on stuff like grain. Oh. And yeah, bread makes you die. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Woof. I said a lot of nods. Well, it's just because if if you eat a lot of one thing Mm -hmm. um, with not a lot of sway in either way, um, your body will, um, it won't be able to adapt. Right. Uh, So about 10,000 years ago, our, our life expectancy went from like 60 to like 40. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. Um, That's nuts. Yeah, but... We weren't eating enough nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, Um. yeah, early humans were... uh, They were slender. They were... um, Not as tall as as we are now. They were about 5'5 to 5'9. Oh, cool. I would have fit in. Um, You are not short. Get out of here with that. I'm average height. So am I. So you would have also fit in. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, um, oh, but Neanderthals were a lot shorter. They were about five feet tall. They were short? I thought they, they were, were tall. Sh- no, they were very short. They were very stocky. Aww. Um, their their bones were thicker than ours, less brittle. Um, they had bigger brains. Um, yeah, but bigger brains doesn't necessarily mean you're smarter. Do you want to know the secret to a big brain? Yes. Um, a lot of fat, a lot of protein. So your brain can grow. Um, evolutionarily, yeah. <laughs> like you're not gonna try and wait. Yeah, so what do you when you say currently. a lot of fat, a lot of protein? It just means that humans ate a lot of fat and proteins, and, and that's why uh, our brains. The actually the way we started to um, be able to make like tools and things for the first time. Yeah. Um, is because we we were scavengers first. Yeah. When we started walking on two feet, I, I say we, but like yeah, uh, way back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when we started scavenging, we would break open um the bones of carcasses and things and eat the marrow, and that's how we got that protein to make our brains bigger. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's super that's gross. That's so gross. Um, <laughs> I'm judging my but ancestors. We can, we can tell the things that uh that 
those ancestors ate. Um, a big way to tell one species from another or from the next mm-hmm. is like the way their teeth look because mm-hmm. uh, it lets you know what they ate and the way their brains look because it, it wow. gives another clue. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no way for me to avoid asking this question. How many, <laughs> how many species of homos were there? <laughs> how many homos? <laughs> if you will. Um, there, there were a lot of homos. The first... <laughs> Hear that, everybody? The <laughs> They've always existed. They've always been there. Uh, the first homo was Homo erectus. Okay. Um, we say that like the the genus Homo mm-hmm. began was because they started making tools. Okay. And once once you start making tools, you're a Homo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's the opposite of. What and that was that was roughly 1.8 million years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, give or take. And Homo erectus, what did that look like? Um, Homo erectus was... Did that just mean that we started standing on two feet? No, no. Um, No, uh, Australopithecus afarensis Lucy uh, was one of the the first ones to walk on two feet. Oh. Um, And the reason we did that is because in Africa, um, forests started to get smaller. Uh, Grasslands started to spread out. Mm -hmm. So um, little ape-like creatures like Lucy mm-hmm. um, had to find ways to get out of the trees, but you can't see over the grass very well if you're on all fours. So yeah. you would stand up. Um, right. At least this is this is a leading theory as to why we started walking on two feet. Right. Uh, it also burns a lot less calories walking right. on two feet. Uh, uses less yeah, energy. Yeah, don't crawl. <laughs> uh, so you can go more time without food. Right. Um, so, oh. yeah, it was, it was just better for furthering the species. Uh, but yeah, that's those are way more hominids, <laughs> bipeds, and all all those things. But Homo is is just because we started finding rocks and making them sharp. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So I have so many. I have so many uh, Do you know who Lucy? What Lucy is? I've definitely learned about that before. I'm not 100. percent Do you want to explain just in case? Uh, well, Lucy is is famous because. Um, they, there were these um, biological anthropologists that were doing a dig in Africa, and they were trying to find the quote-unquote missing link. And yeah. um, the thing that would... Is that why that movie coming out is called Missing Link? Maybe. It's called Missing Link because the Zach Galifianakis is the... I'll call him Bigfoot because he's like supposed to be something. Right. His name's Link, but... Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah he it's said, a stop motion movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Well, there is a species that that is a Bigfoot, but it died out a long time. So ago. Bigfoot was real. <gasps> um, I, there was. Tell me yes. There, <laughs> Confirmed it here, guys. Um, you heard it here. Yeah, but it was a long time ago, and they died out. Um, it was. I think the uh, Latin word was. It was like Australopithecus. Uh, I think it was just Australopithecus gigantus. It's. It's basically, it looks like a, a really, really, really big gorilla that could sometimes stand on two legs, which gorillas can do. You know what terrifies me, speaking of monkeys? Um, in the live-action Jungle Book that just came out, um, whatever King Louie is, I forget what species of... But it's, it's an orangutan. Yeah, it's an orangutan, yeah. but they're like huge ones. The fact that those mm-hmm. used to exist scares the life out of me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Things used to be well, so much some, bigger. There are some very big orangutans... Uh, now because of fun 
anthropological term, sexual dimorphism. What is that? Um, it's when one one sex of a species is uh, different than the other sex. Oh, uh, physically, right? Um, like so peacocks. That can, like peacocks. Okay. Um, really anything. We talk about peacocks like, a lot. I was going to say, is this a new game? Like sneaking peacocks into every episode? Yeah, it is now. Just peacocks. Yeah. Um, size is, is a usual okay. tell. I had a question. Okay, we didn't finish explaining what Lucy, who Lucy is. Right. Um, right. So uh, the reason Lucy's famous is because we were looking for that missing link. Yeah. Um, which is kind of impossible because there are so many links. It's okay. It's a really long chain. Right. Um. But, Evolution's nuts. Yeah, I, I now I suddenly am having flashbacks to studying her in like sixth grade right. world history, which I keep bringing up. Miss um, <laughs> Boland, I'm sorry, I <laughs> didn't value you as much as I should. Uh, but she was she was the first uh, biped that we found. Oh, um, and the reason she's famous, she and she's called Lucy because uh, the people digging her up were listening to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yes, yes, um, I remember learning this. Yes, yeah. so and and we found her footprints. Um, we found out that she she left footprints. She left footprints. Um, not only that, but she had a partner. Uh, well, so there's name Andy. <laughs> no, oh, just because when you Google Lucy, and I think it must be listening, the first thing that came up was Lucy and Andy Neanderthal. <laughs> it's a book, but I think it might be a children's book. Yeah, I think it's a children's book. But I was like, because isn't there another one named Andy that's famous? I don't know. <laughs> Andy, this is your real. This house. is me. <laughs> it's um, you. <laughs> no, I only know about Toy Story. That's the only other famous Andy I know, or Sandberg. But um, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's why she's famous, and okay. and there was like a love story that that people could romanticize and, right. and be like, look, we found these these things that like we used to be, and, yeah, and like this is really cool, yeah. Um, and she a replica of her um, of what they found. It's not a complete skeleton. Uh, is in the Natural History Museum along with her footprints. Oh, in New York? Um, yeah, and you can um, you can go step on her footprints. <gasps> That's nuts. Um, Are they bigger or smaller? They're tiny. They're tiny. Uh, she stood about four feet tall. Oh. She was, yeah, yeah, about four feet tall. Cool. Even smaller than than like a. Child. And that's a. They consider her a full size. Like yeah, she person. was fully grown. Wow. Uh, as far as we know, mm-hmm. um, oh. Neanderthals were short and stout because the the smaller surface area of the body, the warmer you're going to be. Right. Um, and they were in Europe. Yeah, they were teapots. Short and stout. They were short and stout. <laughs> um, and really, with any with any species, uh, you can justify why they look the way that they do because of where they live and why they live. Right. So, like, what moves them forward as a species? What makes them... What is their super objective? <laughs> right. <That's> their <laughs> well, every species super objective is to... Survive. Survive yeah. and procreate. Yeah. Um, every species is just like, we have to make babies. So how yeah. do we best do that? The right. best way to do that is to live as long as you can so that you can make babies as long as you can. Right. Um, or, like, make yourself look really hot so that people will want to make babies <laughs> with you. The peacocks. Um, Going back to peacocks. Peacocks. Um, so a lot of the way that we look or the lot of the a way that um, Neanderthals look is a lot, is mostly because of, like, to live. One thing that I, that still stumps me is why we have chins. Yeah, why? I don't know. We don't know? Nobody knows? We're the first human species to have chins. Neanderthals didn't have chins. So they didn't have foreheads, they didn't they, have chins. Yeah, they were just like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there are skeletons of Neanderthals, right? 
There are so many skeletons of Neanderthals. Um, so, like, what does their jawbone look like? Um, it's more sloped. Um, oh. So their their jawbone looks a lot like ours, mm-hmm. um, but the the chin um, is kind of shaped downward. Oh. Um, and when I was in school, there was there was a long chat about why we might have chins because no one could figure it out. There's no evolutionary purpose for us to have chins, other than <laughs> maybe people thought it looked nice. And so if uh, you're in a village and one person has a chin, like one guy, Gary, over there. How do we grow them? Like- um, well, it's a mutation. So oh. that mutated guy, Gary, who has a chin, mm-hmm. and um, all, of, all the ladies, all the like ladies are like, oh, Gary's looking really good. We're going to make Procreate. babies yeah, yeah, with yeah, Gary. Yeah. Um, and then the next generation is going to all have chins. And that's really how evolution works. It's mutations. That's nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. So um, it's natural selection. Like people see what they like. Chins they, look better. They make more of what they like. Chins. Chins look better. Chins Medic look pixie, better. I have Medic take... pixie dream girls have um. chins. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I connected it. <laughs> there you go. There there it is. Um. I wouldn't see this like, I'm sure they were like, Fierce, you know, but if I saw one, I'd be like, What? Um, you know? they were pretty fierce. Um, <laughs> they were fierce, they were fierce. They were, <laughs> well, they weren't homo sapiens, but they were fierce. Well, we all so we're their brothers and sisters, we all yeah. evolved from which species, Homo heidelbergensis, okay. probably. Okay, and Homo heidelbergensis evolved from apes. No. No. Well, we're all apes. We're all apes. Okay. Um, <laughs> we all were apes. Don't think you're no, better I, than the rest of us, Sarah. We're all apes. I, I have a... I just like... I want like a... You know how they have family trees and they I just break off? Oh, I love a timeline. So... Well, you know what you would really look good in, though? Uh, what? <laughs> My arms. No. <laughs> now? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know where so, to put Ooh, a timeline. Yeah, here is a very brief timeline and this doesn't even show all of the different species there are a lot of branches that just never really got anywhere um so you can see like where we kind of split off from orangutans gorillas bonobos and chimps and then once we started to get into uh there's so we all started as orangutans is what you're saying no we we all started our common ancestor with orangutans is like uh, 20 million years ago it's a yeah it's so we all started as apes yeah, we all started as apes, and then we we slowly started veering off. Like okay. every once in a while, uh, <laughs> one of us was like, "Later, dudes, we're gonna go be gorillas." Um, okay. Yeah, a lot of people assume like we evolved from chimps. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We yeah. evolved from something that might have looked like a chimp. Okay. But chimps have been evolving too. Right. Ever since then, so right. it didn't necessarily look like a chimp. Um. Okay. Can you? Yeah. So, and if you see this timeline, we live. Right around the same yeah. time period. We only outlasted them by 40,000 years. And that's just a blip. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> okay. When did we... <laughs> you say we only outlasted them. So- no, no. Oh, we're, okay. still, oh, okay. we're still alive. Okay. We're still going. You and I are still... <laughs> it was like, you what are we? are still talking This here. is where we find out that we're, we're still aliens. homo sapiens. I mean, <laughs> specifically homo sapiens sapiens. It's just okay. a, a, a So you're just saying that Neanderthals have been gone for about 45,000 years. They've been gone for 40,000 years. Okay. Um, around the same time as um, when the interglacial period uh, yes. began. Um, um, 
Yeah, so mm. did they? Did the Ice Age have anything to do with their extinction? It was a lot of stuff that could have mm. had to do with it. Because uh, right around 150,000 years ago, we started to get into their territory. Oh. Um, we started competing for similar food sources. Mm-hmm. Um, also, these food sources weren't the safest. There were a lot of hazards. They uh, Neanderthals hunted a lot of big game, like mammoths. Mm-hmm. Um, giant sloths. Wow. Um, Whoa, giant, giant sloths. Mastodons. Yeah, I love me some giant sloths. But they would get hurt a lot. Yeah. A lot of um, skeletons that are found have injuries. Mm. Not from um, interpersonal conflicts, but uh, from like blood strikes. Skeletons of Homo sapiens? That are different or, than their yeah. consciousness. Either. But oh, okay. mostly Neanderthals because uh, they, they had a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had very hefty bones and that kind of tells us that they were close hunters okay so they would really get in there they would get uh within essentially stabbing distance yeah of these huge animals that could run them over wow um finding food wasn't the safest thing um also the climate was getting a little bit warmer and Mm. we were adapted for it and they weren't right because we were made in africa (laughs) um (laughs) We, were we have like stamps on us yeah. made, in <laughs> made in Africa. We were cooking in Africa, um, and and they were ready for uh, a long haul um, ice age. Yeah, um, which wasn't the case. Yeah, uh, there. Some people think that humans had something to do with um, the disappearance <laughs> of Neanderthals. Oof, um, <laughs> this is a big side job. We're still, we're still on trial, but we're not convicted. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, of, uh, well, Homo sapiens have been the worst since the it, beginning. It may have been. Well, yeah. After Homo sapiens showed up in um, out of Africa, um, something close to one hundred thirty thousand species died. Yeah, that sounds like most history. Like yeah. <laughs> they showed up, and then all of these religions died. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're um, thinking of white people. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. White <laughs> Homo sapiens isn't great. Oh, um, but. Evidence doesn't necessarily show that we directly ended Neanderthals. Correlation, just correlated. Yeah, Um, not really because of um, like infighting. It wasn't because we were like, "Hey, you, you're different. We're gonna stab you." you. Um, (laughs) If if anything, it was the opposite. (laughs) Um, Evidence shows that um, Neanderthals and humans actually mated quite a bit. I was about to. I was about to ask, like, what is what is that? Called um, the OG world. What is that called? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, like, like wh- white wait. people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> uh, people, Homo sapiens from uh, Europe that are descended from Europe roughly have about two percent Neanderthal DNA. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so that's nuts. If you're white, uh, you're part caveman. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> We're roughly two percent. Wow, I need, I need to let that sink in. Neanderthal. Um, so, did thumbs were thumbs a mutation? Um, probably. Uh, well, that was. I mean, yeah, uh, that was probably a slow, development. a slow build, a slow yeah, burn. Yeah, it wasn't like we suddenly showed up with thumbs. I didn't think so. Uh, well, the, the thing is, is like, no, we didn't just show up with thumbs. But history is so long that when you're recapping it, you're like, and now we have thumbs. You know. But we've had thumbs for for millions upon yeah. millions of years. Yeah. Um, primates yeah. started with thumbs, and primates came from other mammals. And, right. Um, yeah. So, like, you would think some other species would have figured out thumbs by now. 
Oh, raccoons well, have thumbs. Raccoons have thumbs. Yeah. Those sneaky bastards. Exactly. <laughs> if you have thumbs, you're sneaky. Um, <laughs> but Super like, if, my point is like if if you <laughs> if you think about evolution, anything uh-huh. is possible. Like a ferret, like a large ferret can become a whale, and that's what happened. Um, what? <laughs> uh, whales whales developed from uh, large dog ferret like creatures what yeah you're lying to me I'm that's not, why i just yelled i what? Show don't you. Go, okay you're gonna have to show it to her because i'm afraid um, of and i'm afraid of underwater creatures but you can look it's it not up. it's not underwater this oh, okay. this animal walked on land um this okay, is now how this is how we have aquatic mammals because mammals developed jumped. on land right and, and then, then they got in the water eventually porpoises just jumped in yeah yeah this is it into the water um, it's just like i know that this isn't how evolution works but it's really hard to not imagine that one day a porpoise showed up and was like yeet you know <laughs> <laughs> just dabbed with his yeah. <laughs> dabbed, got in the water like that's how i feel about it no, they they like it. I like, know that it's a slow burn. Slowly, this mm-hmm. this dog ferret started losing fur. Uh, yeah. Its hind legs started to turn into into flippers and conjoined. Uh, uh, this is the same way we might get mermaids. Ah, uh, uh, we might get, as in we could have them someday. We could have, or might already have mermaids. <gasps> what do you mean we might uh, already have? Okay, there's a, say more right now. <laughs> there is a way out there theory that there is not only three but four um, offspring of Heidelbergensis, um, which is which is mermaids. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what well, they already have a name. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there's a theory that there might have been a necessity. For uh, for Heidelbergensis to uh, move to the water, most like that dog ferret did, um, and and we just haven't discovered it yet. I mean, or rediscovered, um, right? I mean, that's possible because the oceans are largely uh, unexplored. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a far out there theory. I mean, it's like ancient aliens. Yeah, uh, I'm into in, ancient it's, aliens. It's in that realm, but um, the idea is that um, if Heidelbergensis for some reason, had the necessity, maybe during a very large flood, um, <gasps> had the necessity to uh, move to water. Um, it might have started as um, maybe amphibious, maybe part land, part mm-hmm. sea, and then had to move to sea uh, permanently. Um, it's pretty easy for us. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm laughing at myself before I say it. It's pretty easy for us to develop fins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Much there like, are harder I've things. seen Shape of Water. I yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Movie. But I mean, um, if you think about it evolutionarily, um, all you need to do is for your legs to grow together. Yeah. Um, your feet need to grow wider, and you need to somehow be able to metabolize oxygen from water. Um, not that, metabol- se- that seems doable. Respirate, <laughs> and that's how you get a mermaid. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this has all been so much for me. Wow. Anything else do you want to say? Cover? Last thoughts? No. I talked about mermaids, and that's really... Uh, <laughs> a passion project was, for you? <laughs> that, was, uh, that was where this was headed for me. Good, 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 good. I always want to hear about know. the possibility of mermaids. Finding uh, the out... possibility of, of mythical creatures. I love evolution. that. Okay, what about unicorns? Um, it, I, would there be a reason for horses to evolve to have horns? I don't know. You tell me. And get magical powers. <laughs> I should ask like the five year olds this. Be like, why do you think horses? Why, why could they use horns? Like what protection? What purpose does that serve? Horses don't have a lot of protection in the wild. Yeah, that's true. But like they're they fast. Don't... They can run away. Yeah, 
Well, now the only thing stopping us is figuring out um, how how well, they I can know. develop that somehow. Like what? Someone starts out with a little bump. <laughs> uh, so, well, that that's how it happens. Like yeah. it starts out with a bump. Like it it it's never it it's never a like a baby a baby has a horn. Right. Um. It's always it always starts with something very yeah. small mm-hmm. and almost insignificant. It, yeah, it's yeah, insignificant, yeah. and then it builds. Right. Yeah. All right. So we just need to find a horse with a bump. Find a horse with a bump and just breed it. Yeah, breed it everywhere. Can you imagine bringing around to different stables um, and being like, can we breed this horse here? We're trying to make a unicorn. (laughs) And you really need to nurture that bump. Like, let it know that that bump matters. Nurture your bump. Okay, I feel like like I'm not going to have time for both my community of elves and Uh, the unicorns. You you gotta pick. So we gotta prioritize. Well, okay, first things first, you gotta get an island. Gotta get an island. Okay, Isolate the population. Honestly, it's easier to buy an island than you would think. There's not not saying that I've tried. However, there is a BuzzFeed article that's like um, twelve islands that's cheaper than four years at NYU. You can buy an island for like a hundred thousand dollars, which is not it's not chump change, but that's that's like two years in college. If if your goal is to create a new species, I think it's worth it. it. The investments, the investment is well well worth it. Go make some elves. I mean, you have to get people to agree to this. These are still humans <laughs> until they become. And they won't even. I think the sad species. part is, is that they're not even going to get to see the elves. I'm just going to be like, you just need to trust me that if a bunch of you go there in a yeah. thousand years. Now, this. this Your grandmother's ashes will see. <laughs> we'll see elves. They'll be in a Tangare bottle. Yeah, they'll be in the, that Tangare bottle. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll call back. Oh, my gosh. I think the thing that I want to leave you with is uh, you are who you are for a reason. Oh, that's a nice sentiment. Thank you. I think that's everything. That's everything. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Andy, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. Of course. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YKWIBW Podcast. Andy, are you following us? I, <laughs> I no, I am following you on Spotify. Oh, perfect, okay, great, yeah. great, great, great. So that's the that's the important one. Um, you can check out our website, I've been wondering where we post photos and other fun stuff. I'll post photos of Lucy and some other things. Um, and Jane will post a photo of Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> um, right, perfect. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much everywhere you listen to your shows. And please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes. It means the world to us. Um, we love it very much. If you like what you're listening to, please consider joining to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash YKWIBW podcast. We'll give you a gift if you do so. Um, bribery. Bribery is bribery is great. I'm into it. Um, <laughs> and if you something you've been wondering, please email us. I've been wondering podcast at gmail.com. It was brought to my attention that at some point I might have said I've been wondering pod. It's I've been wondering podcast at gmail.com. And tell us the stuff that you've been wondering. Um, and no on that. Apostrophe. No apostrophe. Like you can't put apostrophes in email addresses. Okay, well, I'm just making sure they know. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> Please um, don't fight. <laughs> and on that note, I'm gonna. We got an email, and I'm gonna read it because I'm. It's gonna tell. It's gonna tell Jane what she's doing next week. Okay. All right. This email is from our good friend Melinda. She said, "Hey guys, it's Melinda," and then put in parentheses from school. <laughs> Um, And I have a wonder for you, which I love that phrase. I have a wonder for you. And it was, what exactly happened with the Stonewall riots? I know involved a police raid of an LGBTQ 
club and that's about it hope you enjoyed receiving an email <laughs> which is we very did. nice we which did. is very nice so this is also something that i've been wondering i know a little bit about yeah. stonewall um but considering this episode that's coming out this is our last episode of may mm-hmm. um this comes out may 29th and then the next episode will be the first episode of june which is pride month so jane you know what i've been wondering <laughs> What have you been wondering, Sarah? You always look at me like, oh, I can't believe she's asking me this. As if it's not the format of the show. <laughs> um, can you tell me about the history of Pride? Sure. Cool. May even bring in another friend. Wow. Guess two weeks in a row. I can't even handle it. <laughs> can't even handle. Yeah, I can tell you all about that. I'll do some research. Great. Get some help. Sarah, do you know what I've been wondering? What have you been wondering, Jane? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, can you explain to me the history of dating apps? Oh, no. And, like, the <laughs> reaction to them. Yeah, are we going back to, like, way, way... B- okay, do you want to just do apps, like, technology, or do you want to do when there were, like, ads in the paper? <laughs> well, I was hoping you could, like, go explain how we got from there to, like, eHarmony yeah. to Tinder. Yeah, yeah. It's Pride Month to Grinder. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one for Pride Month. Let's talk about Grinder. That's a good one. Okay, yeah. It just seems like a thing that's weird in our society right it now. It is weird. I feel like we should like, I, you know. I agree that it is weird. Maybe <laughs> it's weird that we use these pickup lines. <laughs> pickup pick lines. <laughs> it's weird that we use these pickup lines. <laughs> just start giving me lines now, okay? All um, right, yeah. I will. I will gladly do that. All right. Is that everything? I do have a lime in the fridge. Should I just end this episode by throwing it on the floor in front of you and say, pick I thought it you were up. Gonna, no, I thought you were going to hand it to me. Okay. All right. Thank- wow. All we're right. ending in a fight, apparently. Yeah. I told you not to. <laughs> will, I asked you so nicely. Will the fight continue next week? Oh, Find out. Oh, I have one final pickup line that relates to a movie that comes out this week. Oh, boy. Sarah, we're here together. What were your two other wishes? <laughs> That Let's might be, be the Aladdin in theory. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't. Disney doesn't need our ad. Okay. Yeah, are you sponsored by Disney now? Oh, did you I get wish. a Disney, Did you get a Disney sponsorship and you didn't tell me? <laughs> I wish that was like the lamest ones. But so thank you for ending on it, so I can get out You're of here. <laughs> As if we don't live together. Yeah, I'll never escape. Andy can escape. You. Yeah. You can. All right. Thank you so much again, Andy, for coming. We appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. This is, you know, what I've been wondering. <laughs>